0: Let
1: me start this one. Do we want to? I mean, I like the questions because you it's like the questions easier. So, You can do questions. Yeah,
2: um, I have how do you make art when you're feeling adrift, and then should you try and get yourself unadrift? <laughs> what <laughs> is the opposite of unadrift? Mmm. Like, it grounded and grounded. Yeah, I was like, stuck is not more <laughs> <laughs> <Lord, laughs> run aground. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, conversations from a creative community. In this episode, Christina, Arnea and artist-in-residence Lulu Chang look for anything to help us when we are feeling adrift in our creative process. I want to
0: try and maybe um, identify the, the adrift feeling a little yeah. more, like yeah. give, give more words to it.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, Maybe what is it what does it feel like? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think as someone who has always for most of my um like post college uh years, like I've held a corporate job. Um and art has always been something that I've done outside of that. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, and in some ways, it it's kind of felt like this this life-sustaining part of my identity that's that I've been able to hold on to even while I've been doing this corporate stuff, which has had its ups and downs. I think my current job, um, I'm actually feeling like relatively happy and okay about um compared to some of the other jobs I've had um but yeah I think in the back of my head you know it's it's nice to kind of have this notion of like this isn't just everything that I am like mm. there's this other part of me that's really special and um and I think in your head too you think you have these like romanticized notions of what what could be possible if I were to like devote myself fully to the art and the creative aspect mm-hmm. and recently I've realized that it's become more feasible for me to take a step away from corporate life and do ostensibly what I've been telling myself for a long time I've wanted to do which is to take more time for the art stuff mm-hmm. and I guess not surprisingly, in that realization, there's a lot of fear Mm -hmm. (laughs) around, like, what's going to happen to my relationship with the art, what is the long-term thing, you know, like, sure, I can take six months off and just do art, but, um, like, if it's not going to be financially sustainable, like, what is, you know, like, am I back at square one at the end of that, those six months? Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, and then lately, this feeling around social media and sharing has been more pronounced. Um, And I found myself, like, when I think about art that I make, like, just, like, paying too much attention to um, what will be liked and what will be shared. Mm -hmm. And that also feels... it just doesn't feel great. And so I think recently um, something that's been traditionally a source of joy has become more and more a source of anxiety and also just, like, kind of, like, what's the point? Like, why am I doing any of this? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't feel like sharing it, then, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I resonate with that feeling, too. Mm -hmm. It's not fun. (laughs) Because I... How long ago was that now? Five years? Five years ago, I decided to quit my uh, in-house graphic design job to do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: illustration full-time. But I don't like uh, freelance work. I don't like Mm. working for... I don't like having clients. I don't Mm. like doing other people's stuff. And that's been actually really difficult. And I also hate selling (laughs) so I don't like making a post and being like hey everybody did you know I have a patreon please go and like support me there you know um so a lot of the time I don't have a lot of momentum and it just feels like well what am I
1: even doing so is the adrift feeling like a a a quite like Purposelessness,
2: mm.
1: or is like the opposite of a drift, like grounded in purpose, or like what is the
2: mm. yeah? I, I, I guess going back to your question of um coming back to yourself, like, um, there is a sense that I need to reconnect with why. Mm. Yeah, like, why do I feel motivated at all to like, like, take an idea and like take it from my brain and put it out into the world? Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think, mm. yeah, and I and I know that like there's some of that still there, but I think I guess increasingly it's been. Um, it's been harder to access. I think it's harder to... Because with the internet... Like, you see examples of people... Who are ostensibly, like... You know, doing... Able to, like, monetize... Or, like, mm-hmm. take that creative passion... And turn it into something mm-hmm. that is their... Also professional thing. And so it's, like, this... It feels, like, tantalizing. And it's, like, so close. Mm-hmm. And you see... And you mm-hmm. know people who've yeah. done it. And so mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Um... But yeah, I think the closer that you get to, like, understanding the real cost and what that demands, I think there's this, like, reckoning of, like, okay, is that actually what I want to do? And how much am I willing to, like, give up to, like, Mm -hmm. get that? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I think that's also, like, wrapped up in this whole, like, what does it mean to be an artist? And, you know, if you aren't someone who... I don't, like, however you define, like, you know, being a professional artist, whether that's, like, people paying you for your, like, to-do work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. um, I think that's also tied up into Mm -hmm. that question for me, too. I
0: had a pang of anxiety when I said how long it's been since I (laughs) quit my job, because I realized it's been five years, and I still don't make any money. I'm uh, still not like turning a turning profit. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm just
1: really mad that like it's all conflated mm-hmm. with like being an artist means you're making money doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is like, and like it makes sense to me that that is inherently demotivating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it demotivates me <laughs> if I have to like sell it or do something about it or like even have share it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't share it. And then it's, like, then I'm just, like, in this bottle. I'm not sharing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which also, like,
0: <clears throat> like social media sucks, but, like, not sharing doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah, not sharing doesn't feel good. Sharing is, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've discussed this before. Yeah. It, like, is an inherent mm-hmm. part of creating something. It's, you're trying to communicate something, you, you share it with somebody. And it's it's not about having the traction from it or the likes or the money from it. It's about having a conversation with somebody else mm. and making a connection. Mm-hmm. And that seems to come from sharing mm-hmm. art. But like, how do you, how do you decouple it from the
1: internet and, yeah. you know, cause so much of the social media is like, is not really about that. It actually, it almost hurts connection. Yeah. you know. Mm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, um... I know Lulu and I have both been reading How to Do Nothing <laughs> by Jenny O'Dell. Yeah. But it's a very, uh, I like her writing style, but it's, like, very hard to quote because it's, like, pretty layered. <laughs> um... <laughs> but she talks about how, so- like... Or, I mean, I think we know this, too. That like, social media actually increases isolation. Mm-hmm. Um... But that is, like, what we have to share for art. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, all the other ways that I've I've come up with that aren't social media also seem to be steeped in, like, a lot of overhead and um, also a lot of... Like, I've been thinking about, like, um, selling at uh, art fairs or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are connected to farmer's markets. That's also a lot of, like... (laughs) Making a table and like yeah. making sure people see you and being, you know, yeah. also posting on social media so that people know you're going to be there. Like, <laughs> um, that's like this, the actual points of interaction seem more connected, but it still seems to be not quite what I want. And yeah, you know, is it okay that it's not perfect? I think it's absolutely okay that it's not perfect. But, um, I don't know if I've, I've, I haven't done it enough to be sure, but it's just a matter of if the pros of doing it that way yeah. outweigh the
1: cons of selling your work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I've been very tripped up on trying to figure it out the right way, mm-hmm. which means I haven't been doing it. Yeah. Um, mm. and that's sort of where my sort of driftness right now comes from. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't know how to... I don't know where to ground myself. Yeah. There's um, so many different directions. Yeah. And I can just, like, t- get all tangled up. In all the ways that it is, like, not ideal. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you think of a, uh, a time when you had a good interaction with
1: sharing your art? Um... I mean, a, like a lot, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Christina, <laughs> you've mentioned that I think you've been feeling the, the sharing, conundrum, particularly when it comes to writing. Hmm. Um. I'm yeah. I'm curious if, if it's specific to that medium, like, or. <clears throat> um, um. It sounds like it's broader, but I'm curious if there's any relationship to like. That feeling, and then, like, yeah, the writing piece in particular.
1: I think writing's interesting right now because, um, so many people, I don't know, yeah, like, all the models I see are people sharing, um, it's sort of wrapped up in, like, people trying to make a brand of themselves mm-hmm. as writers, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, having medium pages or sharing writing about a specific thing, mm-hmm. um, or, like, newsletters. Mm-hmm. Like, that used to be the way that I felt good about sharing, but now everyone has a newsletter. Mm-hmm. And now there are monetized newsletters. <laughs> mm. And
0: Monetized newsletters?
1: Yeah, there's some that you can, like, newsletter. subscribe. Oh. You, like, pay a little subscription to get, wow. to get them. Um... And there's like a, a consent issue that I've been trying to figure out. Um, Cause I think like I've I have definitely evolved as a type of... Like the type of stuff I like to make,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And it's weird to have people who have signed up for my newsletter mm-hmm. from like zine symposiums and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like... I mean, it doesn't. Also, doesn't really matter. Like, if I like mm-hmm. actually step back and look at it, but like, it's like you signed up for this thing because you liked some of my zines, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna share this like other thing that's weird, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like bane switch it. And I also wouldn't mind if everyone unsubscribes, but no one unsubscribes, mm-hmm. so I'm sort of like what? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to write to when you don't know who your audience. Yeah, is. yeah, I and see. it's sort of like this conglomeration <laughs> of people. Mm. Um, I don't think that's mm. the right word. Yeah, and it's like it's also tangled up in like I feel bad about not keeping in touch with my friends and like was that for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's just all these reasons not to write on it. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it feel good.
0: I really understand the idea of your work has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, will your people still? Will the people who like signed up years ago still like it? Um, I I um, I want to caution against conflating that with consent because mm-hmm. I think there are so many I think about YouTube channels that I've followed for years mm-hmm. and I followed them for a reason and then over the years they've changed. They're different people yeah. they make different stuff now and at some point like if it gets just too different I just go oh well this isn't for me anymore and I just oh, like true. unsubscribe yeah. mm-hmm. and I never feel cheated <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody really should feel that way so even if they do I don't think you should Hold that to yourself. But I still really recognize the, the feeling of like mm-hmm. my stuff is different <laughs> will people be okay with yeah. it being different? You know? And so much of the the <laughs> the building up of your brand and the, the doing social media is like you're building an audience and you're like collecting yeah. people to follow you and so you like <sighs> sort of feel so like you must- have to be the same the whole time yeah. because that's what you <laughs> that's what they bought that's <laughs> what so they bought into, or whatever, and I like I think that's all bad.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I have a. Um, I think most of the people who like follow me on Twitter, for example, come mm-hmm. via the like product tech world because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. wrote an article like a few years back now that um, was circulated a lot and. So it's really funny to me because, yeah, I get people who, like, their Twitter bios are like, you know, PM at this, PM at this. And I'm like, like, one time I literally just tweeted. And I was like, if you follow this account because, like, a PM article told you to. <laughs> just, like, I was just like, lol. Because, like, I tweeted <laughs> about nothing uh-huh. related to my job. <laughs>
0: like, like,
2: um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I, um. Hmm. i get yeah i i get that feeling though of like um i think i feel it on instagram more acutely where Mm -hmm. like people have like you know they have like an art account and they have like a their personal account and they have like whatever and Mm -hmm. um yeah like over time my instagram feed has definitely gone from like photos of me to like more of the art um and Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to feel like... To have one thing be like...
1: Yeah, Actually, that is uh, a thing that Jenny O'Dell writes about, or she writes about how... um, And she draws from other people's research, but it's it's, um, how social media flattens everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is an example she pulled from someone else's book from, like, the 80s or 90s or something. (laughs) But, like, this... So this thought experiment of if you come back from vacation and you want to tell that story, you're going to tell a different story to, like, your parents versus your coworker versus your best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine they surprise you at a party when you come back and it's, like, <laughs> and you have that dinner with all story. three of them and you have to tell one story. <laughs> so you, like, flat... you like It then becomes this, like, lowest common denominator, yeah. like... the <laughs> story of your vacation, right? <laughs> that you oh, don't want to offend anyone in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So you, like, leave out all these details and she's, like... And that's, like, that's what social media is. That's yeah. what, like, having a newsletter where you have different people following you for different reasons. It feels like that. It's sort of oh. like, oh, what do I say? Let me just say, like, the safest, dumbest thing. It <laughs> oh, makes so much sense. <laughs> and then it, and, and I, it's interesting to see how we're, like, trying to deal with that, right? Like, we have the personal accounts and the art yeah. account, and so we yeah. try to have multiple things, but it still gets very blurry and messy. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like, yeah 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 (laughs) my parents are following me on everything
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and that changes like how
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and to be fair that's always been the case because my dad has always been tech savvy but i also like you know i'm constantly like it do it (laughs) i do that every post i'm like it 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 it. (laughs) and sometimes it keeps me from from posting things and i'm like well you know if i'm not if i'm not okay with sharing this with my family then i'm not okay with sharing this with total strangers but that's
1: not sometimes that's That's the exact opposite yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh it's like doing improv it's like i love doing improv Mm -hmm. when i don't know anyone Mm -hmm. in the audience Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. go. like if i I actually don't Mm -hmm. want to take a class with my friend (laughs) it's like (laughs) (laughs) that will inhibit me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yep um yeah, the book that I was reading, The Art of Gathering, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. she talks about this idea of like a stranger quotient raising mm-hmm. the vulnerability of, mm-hmm. of a setting, mm-hmm. so like, um, yeah, like the more strangers there are in a room sometimes, the more vulnerable people feel like they can be. Um, uh, interesting, yeah. Which is like the inverse of what you'd expect. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. hmm
1: Huh. So what do we do
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I yeah i think that's my question of like how so it's like like how do, maybe that's my question around like is it okay if it's not perfect mm-hmm. like how do you just do it anyway yeah how do you Be like fine that? i'm sharing go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it <laughs> you just like do it anyway because it's like yeah. it's worse to like as an artist or as someone who just wants or as humans who mm-hmm. want to like express ourselves or to creatively do things. Like it's worse to not do it. It's worse to like not Mm -hmm. make the stuff or not share. So like, how do we just do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I wanted to say, how do you try? How do you just try? Mm -hmm. How do you try to do all the things that you like that seem important and not, and minimize the things that I was, I was gonna be like not engaged with the things that seem gross, but you can't you can't just not engage with it. You're gonna well, interact with it. I still want to
1: like flip off capitalism. <laughs> like I still no, like yeah, it.
0: no, I I do too. I think like for me, the easiest thing that pops into my head is not telling people to like like
1: mm-hmm. Put,
0: mm-hmm. like sharing the thing, hoping that somebody likes it. Some like, but they don't. But they don't have to hit a button.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, um, there's no feedback there. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, like, the communication and the sharing things with somebody. Oh, my goodness.
1: Hi. There's feedback. See there's, so <laughs> new, feedback. Dude, there's so much
0: feedback right there. Um, there's no feedback when, like, nobody likes or shares Or something. that is feedback.
1: Though.
0: Well, the thing is that it might not be. You don't, you don't, you You're don't, right. it doesn't, it shouldn't mean anything to you because you actually don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's so many posts that I see that I like that mm-hmm. I don't hit mm-hmm. the button. So there's a there's a connection happening there, but it's not between me and the artist. It's between me and my screen and the artist is interacting interacting with their screen and there's no there's no connection between us, but there is still some sharing mm-hmm. happening. It's more like a one-way street. Um, I don't know how to how to tell people to like something without it just being The thing that they see every single day from every person who posts online, which is like, subscribe, share this with your friends, post, you know, tag me in the thing or whatever. So I feel like we're so inundated with those words now that they don't mean anything anymore. No. They don't mean what they actually say.
1: Or like what you actually want is the connection or the conversation. Mm -hmm. So like, what is that? Oh, that was super cute. It's Sneeze. We is... probably didn't even catch on Kate's so. <laughs> microphone. I'm just gonna share everything I make with your cats. I love it. Yeah.
0: Is, is sharing it with the people close to you enough? No, I need the stranger quotient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what what, what really about the what way. about the strangers close to you? Like, is it sharing it with the your neighbors place. that you haven't met? Like, is that enough of a <laughs> of a feeling?
1: The strangers nearby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm curious. Like, is that part of the motivation? Um, and like, what you and Albert are trying to do with Mount Kaz even, mm-hmm. which is like to create this in-person community and this physical space where you can share what you're creatively working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's much different when it's like ten people in a room and you can share a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And some of that you don't know.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And it's much more satisfying. Like, it's... it's It um, hits a different level mm-hmm. of satisfaction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then, um... That's interesting because I haven't really been thinking about, like, How? yeah I'm so I guess I'm so accustomed to sharing writing or things online that I haven't even mm-hmm. thought about like what does it mean to the same question we asked all the artist residents of like how do you want to share your work <laughs> like, Yeah, how mm-hmm. do I want to share your work with Monkez mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and the first years I guess we did with like the zine readings and stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just yeah. like the writing hasn't I don't know yeah that's like an interesting creative challenge yeah. to be like how do you want to share writing in yeah. a life space yeah. Because it's not, I don't think readings are that fun, but like,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's other ways to do it. Yep. It's the same question that I struggled with when y'all asked me that question. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, my, most of the stuff I do is writing or like illustrations. I was like, it's not going to be that fun if I just like <laughs> swipe through. Here's things I <laughs> made. gallery show. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, open up your phone. <laughs> um, I did make a reading
1: book yeah. at an event once. That was really fun. Mm. That was really good. You made it what? Like a reading nook. So we had like gallery shows and mm. stuff. But then like one corner, I put like a bunch of pillows and blankets and things, and then had the zines mm. that there, so people could read them. Because um, mm. the stories are pretty like, you know, you just want to spend. There's like a reason I wrote them for, as like little books or as like things you can read. Yeah. Because you want to spend your time with them. Right. Um, right. So having that space. Mm.
2: Hmm. That
1: yeah. would be really fun to do, Montez. Yeah, <laughs> to do a reading would. but like like it's more like a read in <laughs> where it was just like yeah, reading yeah. other people's words
2: yeah my um at RGB the, um, the group house that my partner's in they have they do this thing called reading in robes Where like <laughs> people just show up in their robes and they just read together wow. really and you could do a similar thing but just with yeah like work that people have actually created in the group because we also have a bunch of writers in our community who mm-hmm. we like
1: there's a there's a a little bit of like share your work and it's like it's yeah. hard because mm-hmm. it's, it's really like, hard so that would be really fun of it yeah um because there's something nice about it too where it's like it could be temporary
2: yeah or it's
1: like I could print yeah. out this story that I'm working on and, and have these like 10 people read it mm. but yeah. then not actually have you keep a copy or like just which I think is a final it doesn't have to be final it doesn't yeah. have to be permanent mm. it can just be this
2: experience mm-hmm. yeah feels so really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think um, this is kind of a little bit of a tangent now, but I think like, one thing I've realized too is um, the internet has made me overly mm. I think prioritize work that can be shared for yeah. this very reason yeah. mm-hmm. like, this goes back to the conversation around the neo-futurists mm-hmm. and like um, and this is like I feel I'm like, it's a little hard for me to say this out loud. But like part of the reason why I like, there are many reasons, but one of the reasons why I decided that I ultimately initially said no um, to joining was because I was like, that's going to be so much of my time going towards this thing mm. that like, I can't po- I can't point mm. to someone and be like, this is what, mm. you know, like, yeah. yeah, sure. Maybe there's some like YouTube videos or something, but like, like unless you come live and like see it, and I was like, that's just so much time to get to this thing that... And I hate that I had that thought and that was, like, this rationale. But, um... So, yeah, I wonder if, like, part of it is realizing that thing and, like, trying to kind of course-correct a little bit that's and, like, in, yeah. engage more for mm-hmm. things that are temporary, you know, and in, in-person in exactly for that reason. Right, yeah. Um, because it reminds you that, um... Yeah, there's so much value and beauty and connection that can only happen in those situations, and like you lose so much of that when you like turn it into pixels on the screen that mm-hmm, someone can consume, mm-hmm. you know, around the world. Do you want to share? Lulu tried out for the neo futurists and
1: got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to share what the neo futurists are for those people who haven't or who might be this is it might be their first episode? I don't know if we've talked about neo futurism, you know, the episodes. <laughs> Regardless, we should tell what it is.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so the new futurists are. Um, I think they probably call themselves like an experiential theater company. Um, they they do uh, shows where um, kind of the premise is that they do thirty plays in sixty minutes. So it's super like high energy, fast paced. Um, Theater sport. Uh, Yeah, theater (laughs) sport's a great word. Um, And, like, audience participation is, like, a big part of uh, what they do. So, like, um, at every show, they have, like, a clothesline that they string up um, at the top of the stage. And they have um, clothespins with, like, the numbers uh, 1 through 30 on them. And then you as the audience order by menu, so you, like, just scream at the top of your lungs as loud <laughs> as you can, like, the number of the play that you want to see. And then whatever they hear first is, like, the play that they do. So, um, and, like, that's just, like, one of the ways that they have audience involvement. Um, but, yeah, I think because each play is, you know, like, on average two minutes, um, it just, it has this very uh, dynamic quality to it that's really fun. Um, and the ensemble, like, writes all the plays. And they're,
1: um... Their, uh, what's the word? Not aesthetic, but their like their philosophy yeah, aesthetic, yeah. aesthetic, is that um, they don't ask the audience to suspend disbelief. So everything you see on stage is like the people on stage being who they are, doing what they're saying they're doing, and like
2: mm-hmm.
1: being true. Um, and so it's also this sort of like exercise in like writing plays every week mm-hmm. that you're in the show, and then writing new plays because um, part of it is that each week they cycle out old plays and put in new ones. So it's oh, sort of, yeah. it's like, it's also a sport for the performers where it's yeah, just like, totally. you're just creating new things all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, and it's, it's amazing because I've seen a bunch of neo futurist shows and I also, it's, it's, this, it's, there's also a parallel as an audience member where it's like, some of my favorite plays are just like, they're hard to explain or they're, mm-hmm. they're like you have you to have to been be there it. and there's no record of it yeah, besides like yeah, the yeah. title of the play maybe right yeah. or like your explanation of it yeah but in a way that makes it more special because it's like that was your experience of it yeah and that's what life theater is right like mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: there i there are so many plays that i saw in college that i left like i'd seen the stories before mm-hmm. but i left feeling almost upset because i mm-hmm. knew i would never see it that mm. way again. Yeah, mm. I'm like, oh, they, the, all everybody did such a good job. Yeah. this wasn't filmed. I can't watch this again and like relish in how good it was. This mm-hmm. like, this is never gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, is um, too much light makes the baby go blind. Was that just a single thing
2: that the neo futurists did? So there's some drama. So too much light makes the baby go <sighs> blind was what the show was called before there was this like break in the in the company. So the Neos were founded in Chicago, mm-hmm. and now they have a group in New York and a group in San Francisco as well. Um, and a few years ago, there was, like, some drama with some of the founding members and some of the other performers, and so there was a break. And so um, the Neos, who broke off from the original founders, um, now the show is called The Infinite Wrench, so they had to rebrand it because they could mm-hmm. no longer use... Because the, the founder was, like... you. I, I will only license this format to
1: mm. yeah. I have a I have I think I wrote a Dear Beloved piece on it, I'll link it oh, okay, <laughs> about good. some of the drama. <laughs> I, I'd love to read about it. And how it does like it's really like the format and the the heart of the idea of mm-hmm. like you can write plays about your own life and perform them mm-hmm. and connect to the audience and like that is worth sharing. It's yeah. like no one owns that. Right. It should be everywhere. Yeah.
0: There is a book of too much light makes a baby go blind.
2: Oh, is there.
0: I think so. the re- The whole reason I know about the neo futures yeah. is is from my brother because he had this book in college. Oh, and then I also think there maybe was a. CD There's probably a format. Of, yeah, they do.
2: The they, do, do they do these little chapbooks. books. Yeah, books of their plays and stuff. Maybe um, maybe
0: that was it. Because there are some that I have memorized that I've like listened to. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Quite mm, they a few do, times. They do. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, but they don't record anything normally. It's just like the live performances. I
2: mean they yeah. definitely have, they YouTube, have videos. Yeah, YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and the chat books actually are nice. Like it's the chat books are interesting because to Christina's point, like each play even though so much of it is live, like mm-hmm. at one point they had to start out as a script. <laughs> and yeah. so like seeing how they like describe it and like stage block it and stuff is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think the whole thing is like non attachment, mm-hmm. right? Both as um like, the, the playwright, you know, and, like, the fact that they, every week, so the way that they choose which plays have to go is they roll um, they roll a die after the, their performance Friday night, and they roll another die after their performance Sunday night, and then they add those two numbers up, and that's the number of plays they have to remove from the menu every week and okay. write afresh. So that means a minimum is of... A, a six- Set it die? Yes.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> In my brain, I'm like a D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's we already it's We need to get rid of twenty-four of these 30 plays, right? <laughs> like twelve yeah. plays. Yeah, it's good. ridiculous. 12, it's, yeah. 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 it's almost fifty
1: yeah. percent possible. Yeah. Um so you have
0: yeah, really lucky weeks where you only have to get rid of two? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> you're learning um, them each week yeah. too. Right. Well, and and part of it is that you're writing so you're like writing plays to submit to, to pitch the them. New, yeah, the other yeah, pitches exactly. and then like some of them get picked and some not right mm-hmm. like it becomes like and that feels like a really good um metaphor for art making right like just like how do you that may that's another way to ask my question too for myself like how do i keep making stuff and just keep in the practice of making stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: even if i'm like all angsty about the sharing (laughs) part, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how does that not affect the making part? Like, how do I keep turning up for that part?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe that involves something like an accountability buddy. Um, Um... yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to replicate, I think, like, having an ensemble and, like, doing that. But um, I think there's definitely things that we can take. I want to go back to the,
1: the, the thing you mentioned about, um, like, after you realized part of the reason you said no to NEOs was um, that it was going to be a lot of time on something that couldn't be shared mm-hmm. widely. And then you sort of have been trying to... Um, sort of, I don't know, wait, I don't remember your words, but, like, you're trying to go towards experiences that are more mm, mm, temporal and mm, in-person. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, can you talk more about that, or what mm-hmm. you've tried, or what you want to? Um, it's been more of a, like, a feeling of, like, oh, this is, I I want to do it more, mm-hmm. less so I have been doing yeah. it. But um, I think, um, I think in the past year, since I started, um, uh, dating Ihar and then spending more time at his house um so he lives in he lives with nine other people and they host a bunch of events um like they do like an every other week um just Monday night dinner um they they host um yeah just a lot of functions and gatherings around food but also parties and like um things like ropes and reading and we were talking about doing something called a, a poetry nap. (laughs) which it's literally just you invite people to come over and then like you like read them soothing poetry (laughs) and they lie on the floor and you serve them tea and hot chocolate um it's great (laughs) Um, um so like he he has a lot of hosting energy and he's just like very um into that and i think uh being around that energy and in general seeing more of that has made me realize um also, like, how nice it is just to bring a group of people together in a space mm-hmm. and um, and connect that way. So, lot, so, very similar to actually what you're doing with MagCas, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. What are
0: some of the other events that happen that aren't related around food?
2: Hmm, let's see. Um, there's so many. Um, oh, so there's this an event called um, Everyone Stands Up, where... <laughs> um, this was an idea of, like, actually a friend of the house. Um, he's really into stand-up comedy, and so he decided that he wanted to host an event where he just gets his friends together, and the rule is, if you show up, you have to do three minutes of stand-up in front of everyone. I think
0: Jen wanted um, to do something
2: similar.
0: Yeah, it's actually <laughs> great. Like it
2: yeah. It's, like, a super safe environment, yeah. um, and it's three minutes, you know? You can, like, just go up there and, like, ramble about, I don't know, the day your day, yeah. and, like, that can fill up three minutes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they've done that a few times. um Let's see. Oh, they, um, yeah, I, I guess like a, the other thing, nice thing about um, RGB is they've created this community where oftentimes it's not just housemates who are hosting, it's like friends of the house who yes. are like, yeah. hey, I have this thing. I don't really have a venue, but since mm-hmm. they live in this big old Victorian with a lot of communal living space, they're like, can I just um, hold it in the Red Room on this night, and usually it's fine, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so, like, another time a friend, um, knew, like, the local organizer of the moth, Mm -hmm. um, and so she invited him to teach, like, a storytelling workshop, um, for, like, an evening, which is really cool, but in general, like, the house itself has a lot of people who are into, like, music, who are into, like, theater-type stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, so that's a lot of the things that often Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, often happen. Nice.
0: I think it's interesting that we're all connected to similar environments, but we Mm -hmm. still feel like, how do we like share things without without using the internet? Like, where what could we possibly do
1: to share things? And we have this tool at our disposal. Yeah, Hmm. I think that's why I'm I'm mad. Like it's so easy for
2: like,
1: I think it is part of the, the like water we swim in mm-hmm. is that we get, like it's hard for some reason it's hard to remember yeah that oh yeah there's an RGB and there's a momcast and there's like a local theater and mm-hmm. it's like open mic nights right like that mm-hmm. it's our our like focus and our attention is so like we're like moths to the light yeah. <laughs> like internet <laughs> internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like there's this like little little like flashlight in the woods that yeah. is like where our people Ooh. are it's like the fire it's like the fire yeah. the campfire mm-hmm. in the woods mm-hmm. but we're just like oh there's this light <laughs> we just keep going towards this light <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's where all the mobs are <laughs>
0: I like this analogy. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a swarm of moths. Yeah. <laughs> this, like roaring campfire <laughs> over there. No way. And there's like <laughs> one
1: moth over here with a marshmallow. <laughs> like, really? like oh, I brought some
0: yeah. <laughs> Why is no one over here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to mix the metaphors, the other thing I was thinking about this morning was like, or yesterday was, like, a better... A light, I love the idea of a lighthouse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like, a... As, like, a place... Like, if I were going to put something online, or, like, where I want to share my writing, like, the idea of a lighthouse where... Um, it's not... So, like, the light from a lighthouse, you have the person who's keeping it, mm-hmm. and he's, like, has the practice, and he's committed to... and dedicated to keeping it lit mm-hmm. right uh-huh. but it's not that life's not for everyone it's for mm-hmm. your little corner mm-hmm. <laughs> of that particular terrain and you know that place really well and like there's visitors and people who come and some people who need it mm-hmm. but like they mm-hmm. have to come get it and then that's what that's like all it is and you just like go and keep the light lit
2: mm-hmm. and like
1: that felt like a good metaphor
2: yeah for me and i
1: mm-hmm. haven't i was like sort of figuring that out like how that actually translates
2: so like, where
1: do I do? But and yeah. the the light is always going. Yeah. But there's
0: not always. There's not always. There's not always, there's a not ship always to a ship. need it. Yeah.
1: Mm. So
0: there are like nights when. Yeah. There's like nobody sees it. Yeah. Mm. But it but needs it's, to be there. I, you still
1: have to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. And then there's and then the times when it's like really useful. It's like. <sighs> yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh That makes mm-hmm. me feel better. Because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like with With the internet, it makes mm-hmm. me feel like I could just like have a website, yeah, not not a social media site, but right. just a website, mm. where I put everything there, and I just like wait for the person who needs it to see
1: it, yeah, and it's just mm. where I practice, yeah, mm. exactly, and there's like a network of light like, keepers, and maybe you mm-hmm. like you know that there's other lighthouses near yeah. you or similar to you, yeah, yeah, but yeah,, mm. that
0: feels nice, I like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Do you think that's a good spot to stop? I don't I don't know. i like I feel like we, <laughs> we like yes. Uh, yeah. No, I, like we we talked about the problem and we like worked through how it felt and Yeah.
2: we, it almost ended, was we little ended on too, a positive. Too- cat,
0: <laughs> but you know. <laughs> button. Uh, it's going button on it. <laughs> Tied a bow. <laughs>
1: and now I mean, we are done i mean <laughs> like i mean the reality is is, is that, that it is
0: so difficult
1: and the reality yeah the reality is that that is like a good start like a good metaphor and a good it's something that i'm gonna like keep thinking about like what does actually mean is the whole thing right like how do you actually translate that and then two i know we're gonna have the same conversation again yeah. with someone through like when you said in the car i was like we've had this conversation before. yeah, And it's still it's still a it's thing, still, right? Yeah. Like, and it's fine, but it's still a thing because I think it's part of the journey of being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I do want to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, so you talked about not, like, so what does it even mean to be an artist? Mm-hmm. So, like, do you have anything, has anything shifted or opened for you in this conversation about sort of that mm-hmm. that
2: concept? For being, yeah. I think, I think it brings me back to what I already knew, um, but have a hard time of holding to in the face of everything else, mm. which is that being an artist is showing up and practicing mm. and doing, doing the work and doing, um, yeah. And that's independent of sharing it, of other people consuming it, of, um, of how you feel about it you know i think like you can definitely make work that you're not necessarily proud of or you're mm. like oh this is not great but i think it's in the process of mm. is in the process of doing it that yeah i think that's all that really matters yeah um, yeah Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, conversations from a creative community, recorded/slash produced at Mount Kaz Studios in Corvallis, Oregon. Check out the show notes for music credits and more information about the people and things we talked about.
1: (laughs) Anchor points? I don't
0: know. I like ending on, on something that you feel like you can yeah. hold on to. Yeah.
1: Because
0: otherwise, you listen to the whole conversation and you, like, you, 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 you feel like, st- you drift. feel adrift! You <laughs> I was just going to say that. You feel adrift and it just brings you down, and so to be able to be like, yeah, I do feel adrift. What can I do? <gasps> Imagine a lighthouse.
2: It fits with the nautical
0: theme. Oh, right? Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> drifts. Yeah. Need a lighthouse. Anchor. <laughs> Boat. Yeah. Boat.
2: <laughs> Aft. Waves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if anyone's still listening. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> Sand. <laughs>